1: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Living the Stream. I'm JJ Zacharyson, the late-round quarterback, and as always, I am joined by my pretty lovely co-host, Denny Carter. Denny, what's going on, buddy?
0: I'm, I'm doing well. Uh, we're getting closer to lovely, lovely, That's lovely, uh, but not we're not quite, quite there yet. I'm, pro- I'm broadcasting today, JJ, uh, from a beach house in Ocean City, Maryland, because I am committed to stuffing hashtag content down the throats of our listeners, no matter where I am.
1: How many uh, beach runners have you seen?
0: Oh, you know what? um not not as many, but I think it's our location. so we're we're not on the beach and I think that that's where you see all the runners like you know with the ocean city has a boardwalk sure, yeah uh, which is a nightmare and you uh, usually see the runners there um not quite in in this neighborhood uh, but I have to say, I, I feel I still feel a little bit bad for my take last year, last summer about making fun of people who exercise on vacation because there were some really reasonable people who came to me afterwards. I came to both of us, I think, and said, by the way, research shows that people exercise on vacation because it's literally the only time that they have right. uh, to exercise uh, in their daily lives like they get like back at home. They don't have any time to exercise. And that made me feel so bad. I wanted to bury myself in the sand. So
1: yeah, well, that, that's that's the downside of this podcast. Is we say things and then <laughs> and then we and then we hear from people and we're like, oh wow. Like it, I remember the one that I always remember is the baby on board sticker. Oh yeah, oh, I remember that one where it's like, oh well, if there's an accident or something and they know that there's a baby in there, and it's like, oh okay, not right. the fact that we're. You know, don't don't hit us because we have a baby on board sticker. Right. We, we, and we went in on that one. We, were, we did. We, we did. It was a very, very big mistake. Uh, we, I don't know if we formally apologize, <laughs> but I'll talk to my lawyers and, and we probably will we'll have to put out a formal apology. Yeah. My um, social
0: media team is working on one. Yeah.
1: One thing that we're not going to talk about, though, Denny, and this is a segue into something we wanted to talk about to start the show is uh we don't have fertility takes. <laughs> <laughs> we 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 uh we, we we shy away from fertility takes because after the whole golden tate scandal this week. I would you call it a scandal whatever it was.
0: It's you know some scandalish.
1: Yeah, right. Uh so golden tate gets suspended for four games for some drug that he took and some some performance enhancing drug and he comes out and he says, "Hey look, I realized after I took this fertility treatment, and this has been done in the past for what it's worth, it's said in the past, like the same scenario has happened. Um, He said, because of this fertility treatment that I was taking, that's what, you know, triggered this, this PED test to to be positive. Um, and, And stemming from that, there, there were multiple people. I mean, a lot of people who were out there on Twitter saying like, like basically accusing Golden Tate of lying. Right.
0: Because they they have they did like a breakdown of of his fertility over the years. Right. Right. And they were like, look, you know, he was able to have a kid in 2015 and 2013. So why he's he must be lying now. This is the same as, you know, same take as saying that someone who is infertile can, will always be infertile. Like, I, I mean, someone who's tr- struggling to like have kids is always. It's not true. Like, right. you not ju- just because one thing is true at one time doesn't mean that it's always is always true going forward. But my favorite was actually like, breaking down the substances that they talked about um, uh, that are in fertility drugs. I guess. Yeah. And and that that breakdown was really really something. And it was just a reminder to me. Look, I have a tweet for everything but I don't have an opinion on everything that's right and, and you don't you don't have to have one you don't have to say here's my opinion on fertility drugs and whether golden Tate is guilty it's the it was it was one of the dumbest things I've seen
1: yeah and one of the takes and again I'm not calling out anyone in particular because I saw this across social media yeah. for yeah. multiple accounts tweeting about this so it's not it's not one person or anything like that. It's it's whatever. I mean, it's a t- you know you and I are not you and I Denny, but you and I as in if you're listening to this and you're tweeting about it, you're just approaching this in a different manner than I would. But um, the the one thing that I also saw was that Golden Tate, I guess, gave birth or his wife gave birth. I don't think Golden Tate was
0: <laughs> adjust your ranks. <laughs>
1: just adjust your rankings. Golden Tate's wife, significant other, uh, gives birth in February, and then evidently. I don't know the timing of this test. I don't know if it was this April or like last April. Because last April would actually kind of make a lot of sense because that's ten months to, uh-huh. to to when, you know, giving the, the birth happened. But even if it was in this April, like we don't know if they were like, you know what, we just had a kid, we want to have another kid, so let's just get going. You know? Like, there there are it, it's so unnecessary to dig into that kind of situation when that's one of the most fragile uh emotional sensitive situations that that a couple can possibly face it's just not something that 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 is worthwhile digging into and then on top of that you're accusing someone of lying Uh,
0: yeah right i think i think non-hurtful jokes would be would be in order on twitter uh you know if you can come up with one in that scenario then then go ahead uh but the hardcore takes were were uh, not not great. I, I never thought that I would see fancy Twitter uh, talking about ovulation, but, you know, it happened. So, <laughs> right,
1: right. yeah, exactly. And then, look, I'm not I'm not like this is not us. This is not as virtue signaling. I guess that you could just you could just. Oh, call no,
0: not this again. <laughs> this is this <laughs> is
1: not that, guys. This is this is coming from two fathers who have friends and family and, and loved ones who I, I'm sure Denny can can attest have sure. gone through something like this and oh, it's yeah. it's freaking horrific it's so sad yeah. and so I, th- that's that's yeah. really where this is coming from more than anything else yeah um, good
0: yeah no 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 virtue signal signal talk after this please I mean if your feelings are hurt about something you know maybe just like dm me but but you don't have to get mad online
1: okay yeah yeah exactly I'm gonna get mad on this podcast though right now
0: okay go ahead
1: I I went out to to get lunch today. I had I had I went to the grocery store. I was just gonna get a salad real quick, but also, um, because a big salad is paying for this episode. Um, <laughs> of course, I went to get works. a salad, but I'm also I've been doing like smoothies in the morning the last month or so. It's actually really helped. Uh, I've actually dropped a little weight from it. But oh, so fancy doing, doing smoothies in the morning. So I had to get some smoothie materials. Okay, so I go out to the grocery store. My my local Harris Teeter. As as the Southerners know.
0: Oh no, we have we have them. Uh, yeah, you, my mother... you haven't.
1: Been, yeah, I know you haven't been like DC area. Yeah, too.
0: my mother calls it Harry Teeter.
1: Okay. Okay. Yeah. So I go to the I go to the local Harris Teeter. I don't call it Harry Teeter. No. no. Um. I go to Harris Teeter, and I'm just amazed by the amount of people today, in particular, that decided to just have to. Just, it's it's like someone like like put some sort of device at the entrance of this Harris Teeter that said, as you walk in, you will lose all self-awareness. <laughs> and I'm walking through Harris Teeter. I, I almost got into, into eight different grocery store accidents today. Wow. And, and by what I mean is walking into someone. People people at the grocery store, there's nothing worse than people at the grocery store who are just walking and you know, you're all minding your own business, shopping for stuff, and they just stop in their tracks. Wherever oh. they're at, they just stop. They just complete. It's like their controller disconnected. They they just they completely (laughs) stop, and and they just you you have no choice but to just truck stick them.
0: (laughs) But you're really into the video game references, right here. Uh, uh, you're you're obviously logged on. Uh, So I I actually think that uh, the a lack of spatial awareness is one of the most frustrating things on a, that you encounter on a daily basis, whether it's on the road or, you know, in a, in a grocery store setting, or even like in a restaurant where, you know, so, someone is just totally like you're, if you're walking near them and you look at them, you saying this person is totally unaware of where I am at the moment and yeah. could swing around any moment and, and smash into me.
1: Yeah. It, it, it's, it's, it's insane. There's nothing that puts me on tilt more than a lack of self-awareness for, for others. Like, there's for, for themselves, but, but obviously it, it impacts others, but yeah. It's also that also I'm driving home mm-hmm. and there are some roads around my house that don't have like a stripe down the middle or like the you know the the lines down the middle of the road and I've, I swear it's like drivers think that they can just be in the middle of the road if that's the case like it's yeah. not a two lane road anymore because they're on the road and there's no line separating it and it, and and as you approach them they're not moving so you have to like cut to the to basically being uh, like off the road I'm tilting it's just oh, it- yeah. Why does that happen?
0: I uh, super. I here are two assumptions that I think you have to make at all times on the road. You have to assume that every single driver is looking at their phone with one hundred percent attention and zero yeah. percent attention to the road. That's one, one assumption you you have to make. Because if you make the other assumption, then you're in danger. The other assumption is that someone in a grocery store walking around like you're talking about has zero. Awareness. You just have to assume that they yeah. have no idea where they are or what they're doing at that time, and and if you if you like operate in that way, then you're probably going to be less frustrated. It's still it's still maddening, but you it's know it's, Yeah,
1: but that's a that's a, that's a good uh, approach to those situations. Yeah. So thank you. I needed this therapy session.
0: oh no, of course. Yeah, I'm always yeah. I'm always here for it.
1: All right. So we have the listener league participants. They're all set in stone. We got a lot of submissions. Some of you who did awesome work, I'm sorry if you if you didn't make the cut. This is not personal. Uh, there were just other people who were better than you. This is this is professional.
0: <laughs> oh wow! I'm just kidding. I was going to say this is professional, not personal. But then JJ just dropped the bomb. There there were a lot of a lot of really good, really a lot of solid- really really good.
1: Yeah yeah. I'm with you. So I'm gonna go through who made it. We'll talk about the. I I have a description of their submissions, so we can at least give them a, a shout out for what they did. Um, and then we'll we'll uh, we'll kind of go from there. If you hear your name or your Twitter handle, what have you, email me at jj at and then I can get the draft set up and we can kind of go from there. So, all right. So we know that Denny's in the league, and we know that the defending champion, myself, is also in the league. Sure. Um, I don't know if you guys have heard, but I won the league last year. <laughs> uh, there's also our buddy Tom Everett Scott. I've confirmed via text message that Tom is in. Uh, we have tony jay and derek tony federici jay turetsky and derek mckay let's see if i got those last names right okay uh they all won the facebook listener leagues uh like the satellite leagues if you will so they those three are in the league this year and then if you guys want to join those uh head o- head over to our facebook page that's run by Greg Bryant, who Greg, since he's so graciously been running this Facebook page, he's he's also going to be in the league this year. There you go. Yeah. So that right there is seven people, and it's a 14-team league, so we had to fill seven more spots. So I'm going to go person by person here. The first one is at Jared Stevens. Now, Jared created a website. Yeah. Only wipe once. What was it? .me, I think. Yeah and it was, it was it was unbelievably impressive
0: it was Unbelievable. It, there's a
1: video that a video on there there's there's content on there it was very good
0: yeah it was about a, it was about what you think it's about uh only doing one wipe after a number 2 no matter what yeah it which was is very good which is fa- a fantastic idea and 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 i've tried it over the past week or so um and now i have to go to the doctors but you know <laughs> otherwise it's been good
1: Uh, We also are going to uh, allow – I shouldn't say allow. That doesn't make any sense. The next person that's in is (laughs) Bethany Peters. Bethany Bethany. made a very strong case on Twitter in a video that we need – and she's right. We need a female presence in this league.
0: We do. uh, This is a uh, male-dominated game industry, whatever – Yes, we we need we need Bethany also, but Bethany is also a long time yes faithful listener, and and we appreciate that.
1: Yes, a strong strong supporter of of the brand. Uh, the next one is Sad Melander. I I'm I don't know if you saw this video or not, Danny. I think that you did, but Sad Melander basically went around New York. I, I believe I think it was New yeah it was New York because Trump Tower was in the background at one point, mm-hmm. and said repeatedly in different shots. Be- please, the word "please," like begging us, yeah, to get into the league, uh and it was in different. Just there was just it was like a, a two-minute-long montage of him saying "please," and I was at, by the end of it, it's one of those videos where like you're watching and you're like, "Yeah, this is you know, it's kind of funny," but then it went on for so long that you had to laugh.
0: Yeah, well, he said it 69 times, JJ.
1: Yeah. Okay. Okay. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't even put that together either. Yeah,
0: he said it, and, and which is a really, really committed uh, bit. And so I, I appreciate that as someone who's committed to a lot of terrible bits, uh, and the yeah. So what I think that one was good because it took like the SNL formula of making something so ridiculous that yes. it has to be funny at some point.
1: Yes, exactly. It was. It was very. I, I very much appreciated it. The next one was I think the first like edited video that we got submission wise. It was from Swerven Schwerven. And it was the montage of him lifting at the beginning. Uh, He ran the 40. He got the 6.9 second 40. It was just all... It was was incredibly well done. And my, my, my favorite Easter egg in that entire video... Was the the beginning? Denny might not know this, but the beginning was the perfect dark music. Which, as you guys know, I have the take that perfect dark is is better than Goldeneye. Yeah. And it? he he threw that in there as background music. It was just icing on the on the cake. Yeah,
0: I I only caught that because someone pointed it out, and then I got and then I got mad. So
1: yeah, well, too bad he was already accepted to the league. Okay. Uh, the next one is um Gabba and Gunner. I think that's how you pronounce his handle, um, but it was a nice little play on the tilt montage. It was a it was an enjoyable uh, long video of him talking about uh, you know taking his kid uh, to daycare and and basically living dad life. But it, it took the form of the tilt montage.
0: Right, right. He was like it was like, you know uh, two forty eight uh, two forty eight in the only legitimate time zone, the mountain time zone. had yeah, the mountain like, time zone. Yeah. I'm still I'm still not over that, and I haven't forgotten that. Uh, <laughs> and you're going down in the league because of that. So.
1: All right. So, I have to also uh read uh the, the last person who who got in. So, right now we have 13. The last person who got in, it was an email, okay? It was from Matthew McKenzie. Matthew McKenzie is an intelligence officer in Saudi Arabia, okay? He said, "Can I just read read this part of yeah, the email yeah. to me?" cuz it, it's it's it literally it made me laugh out loud okay. to the point where it had to he had to be in, okay? So he sends an intro and stuff, talks about how he's overseas. And he says, also, I have access to the CIA gift shop. People I know well work there. It is the greatest gift shop in the world, and you can't get access to it without a security clearance. If I lose, I won't. I will buy everyone in the league something from the shop, something cool. This, the official CIA hot sauce? Maybe. The OSS challenge coin? It's possible. The official CIA onesie for your new child? Why not? Hell, even if I win, CIA-themed presents for all. Then he says, also, also, you don't want to make it seem like you hate America, do you? Here I am, stationed thousands of miles away from my family, living in a strange and foreign land, seeking comfort from some fellow fantasy football degenerates, and you reject me? Do you hate freedom? Do you hate the troops? No, of course not. You love this great nation, and you want to support those defending it, right? Right. And then the last one says, the last point says, that worries, that's really boring. There's no, no alcohol, no pork. The shawarma's good, but they just opened the first movie theaters here about a year ago. So the most exciting thing in this town is fighting to get tickets to see one of the few movie showings. Oh, and the fairly regular UAV attacks coming, from, coming up from Yemen. Uh, yeah. Those keep you on your toes, let me tell you. Other than that, uh, it's me thinking, breathing, and living fantasy football. Let my degenerate analytical si- skills be put to the test
0: now well, we will we will and we and we i feel pressured into you know accepting accepting right. this uh submission but we we will do it also instead of getting me something from the gift shop can you just take me to area 51 is that that's possible? yeah
1: seriously Let, let's just let's record living hashtag yeah let's record living the stream in area 51
0: right yeah let's 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 get an interview with an alien and and uh <laughs> you know ask ask him ask about, him who
1: is who is streaming
0: yeah, I, I just assumed the alien's gender, and that's my, my apology. Yeah,
1: that's I just realized that as well. We, we should not assume. Yeah. Uh, they, they've they've got to be a little bit more progressive than we are, I would assume.
0: Well, I, I, I should say it, probably, you know. <laughs> right, right.
1: <laughs> All right, so those are the, the folks who got in. Congratulations to all of you. If you heard your name, uh, please email me, jj at numberfire.com. We can get it all sorted out, um, and hopefully uh, we can record that episode uh, sooner rather than the, the, I mean, it's it's the S show episode every year. Yeah, total S show. Yeah, it's the worst episode of the of the of the season. All right, let's get to Twitter. We have some Twitter questions. This first one's from at Charles underscore Sword. Did your daughter like the smash cake, and does it represent her destroying the patriarchy like Denny keeps insisting? Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, well, does it?
1: Um. Yeah. I mean, I don't have a take there. Um. But my daughter, my daughter enjoyed the smash cake enough. It wasn't like a. Go all in like I someone else I, I tweeted about um, how my daughter's diapers the next three days have just right. been horrendous. Right. Right. They're just they've been horrible. And so but then someone responded and said that they also had their first birthday for their kid over the weekend. And their kid was just just like cake all over their body. Really? Whereas Avery was kind of like she was she was she was just being very she was doing it with grace, let's say. But she, I- she got it all over her face.
0: Yeah, uh, both of my kids were very gentle with their smash cake. Um, yeah. By the way, when did when did smash cakes become a thing? Is this is this a uh, you know something pushed by big cake? Uh, because must be. I, I don't I don't remember it like growing up. No one talked about oh, where's the smash cake? It sounds like it sounds like the most uh, like most middle class invention of all time. Like a like yeah. we're gonna make a cake for this little baby to smash and and <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, only, it's... it's, it's...
1: Yeah, it's kind of strange. Uh, like when you, way, when you when you look at it from that perspective. Uh,
0: happy birthday to Avery! And thank you. Um, and she she looks she looked adorable as per usual at her birthday. You.
1: Thank you. Yes, it's very bizarre that I have a one year old now.
0: Yeah, it is. Wow.
1: I remember you guys don't even. Re- I mean, you, some of you might realize, but like the first very first podcast Denny and I ever recorded was like literally after his son was born.
0: Yeah, it was like a week, two weeks after. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and now now I have a one year old. Like, what's yeah. going on right now? uh next question at ff or f football dragon i don't want to put an extra f in there uh what are your thoughts on air fryers at first i thought it was just a big air scam but following but but falling in love with tots made in it uh follow following i'm assuming that means not following uh yes this was the potato guy from last week
0: (laughs) wow you're into potatoes dude
1: yeah i've never used an air uh, an air fryer
0: what what is that
1: it's where you can fry things with air, Denny.
0: Oh, oh, that's like literally what it is.
1: Yeah, yeah. You can just fry things with air. I've never I mean, used one. I've never. I, I don't fry things. I don't. At least at home. I mean, I'd eat fried things, but I don't. I don't fry things at home.
0: Yeah, it sounds like a lot of a lot of work, honestly. Right? Yeah, I agree. I mean, frying anything just takes. It's just. It's just too much. I want. I want no fuss, no muss. Give me my food. I, I don't. I don't want to put any effort into my food.
1: This next question might actually kill this podcast. Uh, oh it's from at Diego twenty four fps. What yeah, you know. do you call the foam sleeves people use to keep beer cold? A cozy or a koozie?
0: It's obviously a koozie.
1: Thank the Lord. Thank you. This podcast oh, is over. No, I'm just kidding. No, we're, we're, we're
0: <laughs> so you're you're good with koozie.
1: Yeah, it's koozie. Anyone who calls it cozy has never had a beer in their life. Can I can I tell you something? Can I tell you that there's
0: a there's a class divide on koozies? Um, uh, people who want to appear well-to-do, uh, in my experience, refuse to use koozies. Why, really? I think that this is a it's a it's a it's class warfare with 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 koozies. You know, the they see it as like something, so you know, I guess like it's like a trailer park thing or something you know yeah. putting put something and and it's funny because people who refuse to use a koozie are owning themselves to own someone else right they're they're, right. they're saying i'm going to drink hot beer on a hot That's summer right. day be, just because i don't want to appear as if i don't have money it's 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 amazing
1: yeah no that's a very very good point uh i have I, i'm all about the koozie life uh i have oh, love it we, we, we have like we we've collected at least like 70 in our house Like we have so many koozies for when people come over if they want to we just throw them out there and say take whichever one you want and that they're always so they're always so random right
0: they're super random and by the way that means you need to get rid of one before it to have a nice that's total. true that's,
1: yeah, that's, a, that's a good point that's a good yeah. point. Next question is from at number one puno. What does the everyday look like for a fantasy analyst? Like, what do you actually do all day? <laughs> Man, that's, that's quite the, well, Denny, Denny, Denny has his job during the day that, so he has a, a different dynamic yeah. to his, his work day.
0: Right. I have, I, I do, I do other stuff during the day edit, editing and whatnot writing. And so I do that I do the fantasy stuff usually in the evening or like early in the morning. Um but mostly I'm just as you can tell by my Twitter account I'm on the computer all day um mostly editing and writing.
1: Yeah. I mean my day uh I don't do anything.
0: <laughs> yeah, right you just it. sit around slovenly yeah, wa- watching YouTube highlights.
1: No, I mean like I I try to you know I'll take my daughter to daycare every morning and then I come home and I work and I'm wearing gym shorts uh not inside jeans uh and I <laughs> I I I, I I mean, what does it look like? I mean, I'm in spreadsheets a lot of the day if I'm doing content. But what people don't really get about my job in particular, and really a lot of a lot of jobs in the industry to a degree, um, you know, you gotta have more of a skill set than just writing fantasy content to do it to do it full time. Oh yeah, yeah. And I'm not even talking about just podcasting and video stuff, but like. Let's say that you want a job in the industry in some way I mean you got you gotta show that you understand things like content strategy and you can manage a team and, and so on. so like my job you know during the season it's very much just I'm, I'm doing content for the most part um, but I have a team and we we create content and we uh, figure Correct. out what the best type of content is to push out um, and, and there's a lot of strategy behind it so my, my job isn't strictly, I'm getting in front of a microphone and analyzing this stuff. It's also some some end stuff.
0: I I figure, JJ. I figured your day was you wake up early before the sun, you you strap on your your old working boots. Yeah. And you go you go straight into the content mines. That's right. And and just just mine for content. Just, just dig mining out that, content. Just dig out that content, man. Just just back breaking work over and over yes. again.
1: Yeah. Honestly, it's 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 uh it's not the easiest thing. I mean, I know folks who are are you know at least trying to do this as their job or they're doing it full time and they're strictly content producers and th- the the amount of content they then need to produce is just out of this world right right like it's 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 nice to a degree to have different platforms whether it's writing or podcasting or whatever and then being able to do a little bit of strategy and all that just because it, it keeps my mind going and I don't go insane <laughs> <laughs> but
0: that, you know that that's really the key to everyday life is not going insane.
1: That, so. I mean that that should be your goal every day when you wake yeah. up. Is I'm not going to go insane today.
0: Right, not today. Maybe tomorrow, but not today.
1: Not today. That's right. Next question at ff take machine. Does Denny really hate Quentin Tarantino movies? And if so, how the f word is that possible? Sorry to the kids.
0: Yeah, the, the kids are listening. I, okay, I had a take where I You said did. I saw
1: that take, and I want to know. I want to yeah. know where this came from. All what right. part of your mind it came from? All yeah. of that.
0: You right, right. And and I and I, I, I need to, to clarify here. I don't hate everything he's ever made. Okay. I, I also don't don't really get it on obviously on the level of a Tarantino fan, you know, like a hardcore type fan who sees him as a genius. I I've I've watched I think I've seen every one of his movies and it just has never struck me as, you know, like like Life altering or, you know, like like uh, like a great work that that I that I remember for a long time. It just doesn't work on that level with me. Also, also, I mean, mostly my take was a hot tempered tweet about the reports of how he treats women on set. Yeah. So the, the you know, hearing that his latest movie was not well received. I mean, I mean, I guess it was somewhat well received, but not like not like a typical Tarantino film what made me happy because I've read, you know, like the Uma Thurman essay that that she wrote uh, a couple years ago was just, just a nightmare, just a nightmare to read the way that he treated her and treated other women on the set of Kill Bill. I, I really, I I can't get over that. So, so whenever he, his movies don't do well, it makes me a little bit happy inside
1: it almost so i i googled his movie i'm not i mean i know like his big movies right but it's it seems like there's like just an insane quantity that he's done that people don't realize did he like like did he I, I, i i just searched for it okay did he really was he part of little nicky was he why is this why is this showing up right now wow maybe he was like an actor or something in it
0: oh yeah maybe I mean, that would was, make,
1: that would make a lot more sense because that is not at all a Tarantino type film.
0: Little, so we, little Nikki is the one where Adam Sandler plays Satan's son or something.
1: Yeah. I'm assuming I'm ass, like, so like this is one of those instances where someone's going to attack us on Twitter because we're being stupid, but like <laughs> it, it showed up and I'm very, very, very confused. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I feel like there's, there's plenty of movies that were just like fine. It's just that he has, he has classics that 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 are that are that are sorry that are accepted as classics.
0: Yeah, I mean and also like I've never met I've never met a a, a fan of a Tarantino movie who is a woman.
1: Yeah, that's fair. Okay,
0: like it, he he makes dude movies and I typically don't like I don't I typically don't love dude movies. Like I like them okay, but they're yeah. not the ones that I flip out over. And and by the way, I'm not t- I'm not saying that I prefer like some mushy romantic comedy. I, I, I hate romantic comedies. I'm sorry, JJ. And, uh, I,
1: and I I mean that that might be that I, might be it for the show. I, I
0: I apologize for I want to apologize to two people. One JJ who loves rom coms and two, our friend Tom Everett Scott who's been in great rom coms. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, right. Okay. Exactly. So
0: I d I don't want I don't want that to get past me here. But the but yeah, so I, I but the Tarantino stuff to me is is just it's hard to hard to take after reading Uh, About about how he is.
1: Yeah, it's fair. Uh, Next question is from at Didymas. Is there something about football fans slash the media which makes them particularly skeptical of analytics? I mean, aside from toxic masculinity, sorry to get uh, sorry to get identity political. Uh, (laughs) Then he says basketball, baseball, hockey fans all seem to view the game through hashtag big data. But in football, it's fringy.
0: Well, I mean, there has been a backlash in basketball uh, you know, recently against the use of analytics, making the game boring, um, and, uh, some other criticisms, but, but I think a uh, football, maybe, maybe you have a different take, but I think football, it's just, yeah, I think you hit it on the head. I think it's that, it's that masculinity ingrained in the game that says, this is a, this is a, a man's game. And in a man's game, there is no room to think.
1: Yeah. I think, I think that that's it at the extremes like at the surface level right where it's like you have people who are pretty closed-minded and they don't want nerds invading their game Mm -hmm. um but then if you get you know if you kind of get closer to the middle and people who are you know at least somewhat accepting of new ideas you then get to those people and you start talking to them and to them once they see what it's all about and stuff they don't understand probability and they don't understand uh how these these inputs can possibly impact a game where there are so many different matchups as opposed to like baseball Mm, right yeah so so the 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 go-to for coaches all the time is this isn't baseball you know you don't have the one-to-one matchup that you can easily easily measure um and therefore since there are so many variables you just you know you should take it all with a grain of salt which is not totally wrong to take it all with a grain of salt but it doesn't mean to ignore right yeah. And and I think that that is kind of the next layer down after the the masculinity issue um with with why people aren't as accepting within whether it's media. I mean, let's be honest though, too, the media largely the people who are going to reject it are ex-players. Yeah. Oh, right. Oh, like the, it's it, it's not even it's not even just like talking heads usually. It, it's it's usually ex-players because ex-players are, are are sports media for the most part.
0: Yeah, it, it, they 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 feel threatened. By it because, um, you know, uh, being an NFL player is very, uh, exclusive, but, Mm -hmm. uh, learning analytics and understanding analytics on a deep level is not exclusive. It's very inclusive. I don't want to say anyone can do it, but a lot of people can do it. Right. Yeah. And so you don't have to be an extraordinary athlete, an amazing physical specimen your whole life and, and be one of the few people on earth who accomplishes things in the NFL to then go into the media and 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 rip off your hot takes for the next twenty years on air, and yeah. and, and so that if that 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 is a direct analytics is a direct threat uh, to the death grip that ex NFL players have on analysis.
1: Yeah, I mean, look, it's no different than anything in your particular field, right? There's always something that's evolving with whatever you're in, right? And and it's the lack of adaptation that's going to to get folks to to lose their jobs. And if someone is talking about the NFL as in in very subjective ways after playing the game uh, and then they see this threat of, of data and analytics coming in Mm -hmm. and and they might not want to really learn that and they want to reject it almost immediately because by rejecting it immediately, they're saying what I know is the right way and what I know is the only way and that will, will give them more job security. But in the end, you know, the long term, that's a very short term and short, short, short way of looking at things, short term way of looking at things in the long term. It's it, they're screwed because mm-hmm. they're not adapting they're not learning and they're, they're not understanding what's going on. I mean, it's so different in the fantasy industry right now where like we have we have some people who do unbelievable things with data. Right. And there are there are a lot of people who are out there giving fairly subjective takes Um, and, and look, I I'm, I'm saying this from the perspective that these people are doing way better data related things than I am, but I'm trying to, you know, you have to always try to adapt and think of new and creative ways to present information and to be a better analyst. And if you don't do that, then, then you're stuck in, 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 potentially losing your job. And a lot of the people that feel that way are just going to reject what that new way of thinking is.
0: The, the level of sophistication in fantasy analysis today compared to, when I started this thing in 2012 is n- night and day, it, it could not be different. I'm not saying that people, that the, that people in 2012 were, were dumb, dumb by any means. They were not, right. but they didn't have, um, either the know-how or the access to tons of data points that allow us to better understand basically what to look for, like how to create a better process in, creating wow. rosters and selecting players week to week and whatnot. So you, it, and, and if you, if in, the in the, in fantasy industry, if you have rejected that line of thinking, then you are still doing and you're still doing what you did five, six, seven years ago, then you have fallen way, way behind. And it's the same thing that we're going to see in the NFL. In fact, the analytics gap in the NFL is, is very wide among some teams.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, you're totally right. Um, I, I just, I think that the, and everything builds off of everything else. Like the fantasy industry, to your point, you know, six, seven years ago, whatever, um, it's totally different now. But all of that has to do with the fact that that folks are building off of other people's work. Yeah. Oh,
0: yeah, yeah, sure. And
1: and that's the way it should be. Um, that's the way everything should be. But people want to protect that. They want to protect their knowledge and to share that knowledge. And I think that's a mistake. All right, next question from at it. What are your opinions on the Fortnite World Tournament with the thirty million dollar prize pool? Little too much for playing a video game. Did you see that the one kid won three million? I think it was three million dollars. The one sixteen-year-old. Dang. Yeah, I, I'm I'm of the belief that people need to, and I'm not saying that Rob did this. I think that he was kind of being tongue in cheek. But I, I I love the people that just get angry about. Uh, Video games and how people are getting paid for video. It's all if there's a demand for it, who cares?
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I have no problem. I mean, I don't get it. Like, I'm not paying attention to it, but someone winning millions for video games, I I don't, I don't have an issue with. I would say that winning three million dollars at 16 years old sounds like potentially life ruining money, but that's you know, right? It's just just me.
1: Yeah, I mean, there there could be there could be some some issues that that occur from that, but. Yeah, I mean, like, I just, I don't get it. It's the same people who, like, go to Twitter. Did you see the LeBron James stuff this week? No, I I didn't.
0: I, I saw some, like, after-take stuff, but what's going on?
1: He just, like, I guess he got in line or something when his, his son's team was warming up, and he, he. this is what I know. I, I only watched, like, a six-second video. This is, might be all that it is, but, uh, and I might have it right. But he got in his son's line when they were uh, mm-hmm. warming up, and he, he, like, put on a show, and he, like, dunked. Okay. And people were very, very upset that he, like, interfered. Really? And he was like, be- yeah, like, Michael Jordan would never do that and all this kind of garbage.
0: Oh, yeah, Michael Jordan's a real stand-up dude. Very nice, very <laughs> right? nice, good good person overall. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> we should definitely be looking up to Michael Jordan in these instances. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's just it's the outrage is just so, so incredible.
0: Oh, I, I I thought it was something much worse. But who who's upset about this? I think that would be the coolest thing I'd ever
1: seen. Yeah, exactly. I mean, look, LeBron James, like, we can't sit here and pretend that, like, LeBron James isn't LeBron James, right? This is this is arguably the greatest basketball player of all time. You can't just sit back and be like, yeah, he's he's just chilling at, like, my, my son's game today. Yeah. And, like, no, it's LeBron James, guys. Like, he's so good. Like, let him do this. And all the kids loved it. I mean, yeah, let let him live. Let LeBron live. Those kids are going to have a story for the rest of their lives because he dunked, period. Yes. Like, just let it happen.
0: Yes, that's burned into their minds forever, and that's awesome. What? Who's
1: having a problem with this? People who suck. All right, next question. <laughs> At JRAF607, if you had to play every position, quarterback, one running back, one wide receiver, tight end defense, and kicker with one team, which team would it be?
0: What? what? I don't understand this question.
1: If you had to fill the fantasy lineup with one team, what team would it oh, be? Oh, 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 oh. Well, have, and you're you're only looking at at starter one starter deep. I I think there's an obvious answer to this. Yeah, it's the Chiefs. It's the Chiefs. Yeah, right. I think the number two is probably the Saints.
0: Okay. Yeah, I, I'll go with that. But I mean, if the Chiefs are like by far far away. Yeah, the Chiefs.
1: I mean, the Chiefs. You have you have a a a fringe first round wide receiver now with Tyreek Hill. You have a second late second round running back in Damian Williams, and you have a a first round from an ADP standpoint. A lot of people will take him in the first round tight end, and then you have Patrick Mahomes as the number one quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, and, it's,
0: and, and, Harrison Goker.
1: That's right. That's right. Yeah. I mean, you, you have a, a good, it's definitely the chiefs. Uh, next question at B glaze P Hans O'Leary. I don't know if you saw this, Denny, <laughs> he's being touted as the starting dolphins tight end by beat reporters Oh, damn. ahead of Mike Kosicki, which sucks because I was, that, that was one of my favorite, like late round dart throw tight ends. So we'll see, see what goes on there. Oh, that's. Tough. I mean, if, 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 Mike Kosicki loses his job against P hands O'Leary, <laughs> What, is that, what does that tell you? But the second part of this question says, are you adjusting your rankings and does he have the makings of a preferred dad runner in the LTS anthology? Like, would you be drafting P. Hanzo Leary this season?
0: I mean, maybe in, in like as a backup tight end on our 14-team LTS league. I don't know. Yeah,
1: right. I, I don't think that P. Hanzo Leary is going to be very fantasy relevant aside from maybe a like week 13 streamer. Yeah. Uh, th- this next question is from Jeff Hicks. He says, AJ Green has gone from $35 to 45, uh, in my home PPR auction the last few years. Is he even worth $25 now, or is he a clear avoid?
0: Well, are we talking about a hundred dollar budget?
1: Uh, probably 200, I would assume, oh, 200. but, but regardless, re- let's just talk about AJ Green in general. You're definitely not bullish on him after being bullish on him, right? Yeah.
0: I, I mean, I think that, you know, he's going to miss two to three games they're probably going to rush him back. It makes me very, I said on the podcast the other day, I would be pretty happy, honestly, to get half a season out of him at this point, have a good, solid, healthy season.
1: Yeah. I'm kind of with you. And I was really high on AJ green. I thought he was a fringe wide receiver one. You know, I think I had him at, at wide receiver 12 before this injury even happened. So Um, I am with you though. I I don't think that you can really confidently draft him right now. And and the other thing that always goes overlooked in these situations is not only are there, is there going to be questionable, questionable production when he comes back, but you have to hold on to him on your bench for a while. And that's, that's annoying AF. So,
0: So yeah, he's going in the middle of the fourth right now. Um, I wouldn't take him probably in the first six rounds.
1: Yeah, I think I'm with you. I think I'm with you. Uh, this next question is from Swervin Schwervin, which, again, he's in the Fantasy League, so congrats. Uh, last year, JJ was all about the Kittle life. This year, Denny was all about the ghosts of AJ Green. Who are your guys this year?
0: The ghost of AJ Green.
1: Uh,
0: you you want to go first?
1: Sure. One guy that I think at least is a really good value, who I think should be drafted in a lot of drafts. His ADP has moved up, but uh, it's Dante Pettis. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't really you know, coming out, I didn't necessarily love Pettis. He, he wasn't really on my radar as someone who's, like, awesome. Um, but he had the draft capital behind him. It's really weird that the 49ers spent a second-round pick on Debo Samuel, uh, and they they have Dante Pettis, who was also a second-rounder, and everyone's saying, well, look, Debo Samuel's a second-rounder. He's going to get playing time. It's fine. He might get playing time, but Dante Pettis has the same draft capital behind him, and he was good last year whenever he was active, and that was with you know some questionable quarterback playing and questionable situation in general. So, I think Pettis could take a step forward. I'm just surprised that there's such a gap between him and someone like uh, so, some of the other uh second year after a, a pseudo breakout season players like a like a DJ Moore. I love DJ Moore. I think DJ Moore can easily be a top 20 guy. He was one of my favorite prospects that I've ever looked at at wide receiver, but I'm also trying to be realistic in that, you know, there there really might not be a huge difference between DJ Moore and Dante Pettis this season in fantasy.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, if I had to point out, oh, were well, you going to point out more than more than one or no? Go ahead. Okay. So I I keep finding Tariq Cohen in the sixth round at the end of the sixth, beginning of the sixth round. I really really like him there, especially because you know I'm usually starting off pretty wide receiver heavy, um, and and I just see his his role in that offense and potential touch and potential not I mean not necessarily the carries but uh, carries plus receptions. Uh, as as a guy that you can plug in into a wide receiver heavy team and know that he has something of a of a of a solid floor uh, in that offense. Also, uh, if you're talking about running backs in that area, as always, Lamar Miller is someone who I keep ending up with when I go wide receiver heavy. Even though I think that that Foreman is actually a really sensible pick where he's going. Um, I don't take both of them together usually because you're just using so much capital draft capital on one backfield and that's something obviously we don't love to do uh but when i miss miller i usually get foreman in, in the whatever it is the 10th is it
1: yeah yeah I, I love Foreman. yeah i'm definitely about that life i'm also surprised i was dming you a little bit about this uh yesterday denny and, and rich rebar um but i'm i'm into miles sanders yeah um a good bit at his adp just because it's been dropping so much and I, you know he was injured uh, earlier this off season. Like it makes sense that they, like at first he wasn't even participating, but it makes sense. They're going to ease him in. Um, and so as a result of that, Jordan Howard was getting a lot of love, but like that whole entire backfield was just filled with Jags. Like they're, they're, it's not going to take that much for Miles Sanders to be the one a in that committee. Um, and it's in a, in a, on a team with a great offense that should be in a lot of positive game scripts. And I, I think my Miles my, Sanders, I think, was my RB two in this class mm-hmm. um, or something around maybe my RB three. But um, I, so I, I think he's really good. Um, so I, I think the combination of all of that is is just makes him a really interesting value right now.
0: Do you find yourself taking your boy Babytron?
1: Not a ton. I actually took Chris Godwin over him in SFB.
0: Yeah, well, that, that's the choice you have to make every time, right? Godwin or Galladay.
1: Yeah. And look, I, I don't think God, I'm sorry, I don't think Galladay is that bad of a pick at all. Um, because I think that he, he obviously has like that alpha potential. Um, I just think that I'm just really, really nervous about the volume in that offense.
0: Is there a, general. is there a, a, a non-zero chance that Godwin outscores Mike Evans?
1: There's a non-zero chance, but I would not
0: okay. bet on it. Right. I,
1: I think, I think what you're looking at with Godwin this year is, is what you're hoping, for, you know, what the ceiling looks like is like a, a juju situation from last year.
0: A juju situation. One of my, one of my favorite bands.
1: Yes, the juju okay. situation. All right, next question is from at the Father 22 New to the pod, guys. I'm heading to, to Falls Lake next week with the family to bass fish. Would you recommend using a jig or a crack bait to nab one of those suckers? G- Got
0: to use the jig. I actually have no idea what I'm talking about.
1: I have no idea what any of that means, yeah. but I just thought it was funny. C- to- can
0: I tell you something about fishing? So um, uh, Xavier, my son, wanted to fish at the, here at the beach, so uh, we brought him to a pier. And you know, hooked him up. Get, you know, got the bait on his line. Got all this stuff. I, I don't know anything about fishing. Okay, in fact, in fact, in hell, I'm fishing at a serene lake. Lake forever. Okay, that, that's that's my version of hell. So um, so Z- Xavier, you know, casts the line and we wait and we wait and it's been about five minutes and he goes, "So what now?" <laughs> I said, Xavier, this is fishing, man. You just you just sit here. This is this is it. And he was like, "Okay, I'm done." <laughs> and that we were, and so that, that, that that's the last time we're gonna fish. I'm pretty sure.
1: Love it, I love it. Yeah, I'm not a I'm not a big fisher either.
0: I don't get it, man. I don't get. It. I mean, I guess it gives you an excuse to drink beer. Is that it?
1: I guess. I just I, I just never got into it. I don't know. Yeah. Like I'd rather golf for sure. Well,
0: yeah, I mean, you're but you're doing something.
1: Right. I'm just thinking of like an outdoor. I'd rather hike. Yeah, I'd 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 rather.
0: Do push ups on the hot cement, you know, like 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 Terrell <laughs> Owens back in the day. I'm just
1: thinking of outdoor activities, Daddy.
0: Yeah, I'm just, just thinking of anything outdoors that I would that that sounds terrible, but sounds also better than fishing.
1: Next question. At seven one six AA run, my wife thinks it's normal to have both scrambled eggs and a bowl of cereal for breakfast. I tilt it into the upside down. Am I deranged or is she? What do you think? I mean, look, I already I already talk to you guys. And I'm now a smoothie person for breakfast. So throw it all out, get the blender out and make you some smoothies.
0: Oh man. I can't, you know, you're when your smoothie phase is over, I'm going to make fun of you for it.
1: No, this smoothie phase is not going away, Denny. It's going away. No, we're going to talk. We're going to talk at the end of the year. I'm going to still be going smoothie strong. Get some, get some fruit in there, some Greek yogurt, some spinach. It's delicious. Yeah,
0: I, the one thing I know about smoothies is that they're a phase. So the, just, just, the, just, wait, I'm gonna wait on it. We're gonna see. Uh, no, you're not crazy for having two breakfasts. I have two breakfasts most mornings. I have a little bit of cereal with my kids, and then once they're out of the house, I cook myself some eggs. So no. Wow. No, so this is. Are are you his wife? Oh wait. Well, I thought he thought that was normal. No.
1: No, he he thinks. My wife, he said that his wife thinks it's normal to have both of those things.
0: Oh yeah, no, I'm with your wife. She, yeah, yeah, she's got to leave you, dude, for that
1: take. I like this next question. It's from at DMilly87. What is the dollar amount that Denny would sell his Twitter account for? <laughs>
0: there was a thing back in the day that like, va- like gave you a value for your Twitter. account. Yeah, I remember
1: that. I remember that.
0: You know, and 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 I think mine was forty cents at the time. No, I don't. um <laughs> Uh, gosh, to, to sell it to somebody, um, would you,
1: would you, would you sell it for $1,000? No. Uh, uh-uh. all right. $5,000. No,
0: no, no, no. $10,000.
1: Uh,
0: you're getting, I think it's closer, but okay, that's,
1: that's where you're getting warm.
0: I mean, you know, it's. Besides a correct opinion generator, it's also a revenue generator. So um, sure, no,
1: I I, I get it. I'm, yeah. I'm just trying to find that line for you.
0: I mean, I then but then you know what? Maybe I would sell for ten grand, and then I would start a whole new Twitter account where I would pose as someone else, where I could just be someone completely different.
1: Right. But so you'd may- be a, a catfisher.
0: <laughs> right. But what? No, well, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be catfishing people, but I, but maybe I could start as like a like a serious fantasy analyst again. That would be
1: amazing. Yeah, yeah, there you go, there you go. Yeah, so ten thousand dollars seems to be like the number. Yeah. Okay, well, uh, guys, you know what to do. Start the GoFundMe, and we'll we'll and get do, going.
0: Do it, do it.
1: That'll be that. But it's so amazing how certain GoFundMe's can like just take off, and they're so worthless. Oh, God. and then there's there's other ones where it's like my child is dying yeah. of this terminal cancer, and and yeah, it's just yeah. it's insane.
0: Yeah. Some Crazy. of some of the, some of them are just uh, just pure grifts. I got to start a good grift one of these days.
1: Yeah. Anyway, Denny, that's going to be the last question for today's show. Uh, By the way, this is a fantasy football podcast. Technically. People forget that. I think next, I know we said it last week, but then Denny went on vacation and we had to talk about the listener league stuff. So this show obviously wasn't super fantasy focused. Next week, I did some early season schedule analysis. We can talk about some streamers. We'll get into more of the the fantasy stuff.
0: Yeah, I mean, come on. I I, I don't, you know, I don't. Feel like we're like we're behind everything changes in August anyway sure uh, I, I but yes let's let's get started by the way everyone we announced via Twitter yesterday on the living the stream account that for those patrons giving at the $10 get uh, at the $10 level for August JJ and I will evaluate your fantasy roster near the end of August and Point out your strengths, your weaknesses, and what moves we might make to make your team better. So that's $10 on the Patreon for August.
1: Sweet. Uh, Denny, where can everyone find you?
0: At CD Carter 13 the $10,000 account.
1: Uh, and I am on Twitter, at lateroundqb. All my work over on numberfire.com and my other podcast, the Late Round Podcast, really picking up since August is about to start. Um, but Denny, enjoy, your, enjoy the rest of your vacay.
0: I will. I'm, I'm going headfirst into the ocean in about three minutes.
1: Perfect. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next week. Thank you for listening to Living in the Stream. We hope you enjoyed the internet podcast.
0: Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes now. It won't take long. It's fast. For more fantasy football info,
1: check out makegroundcubing.com. Come back soon as we share about the team's